Tag und willkommen to week two of Sharktoberfest 2. That was some good pacing. I think so, right? Yeah, I like that. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Nielsen, and joining me as always is my co-host and resident brewmeister, Dustin Pixley. Hello, Dustin! Hello, Logan! <laughs> how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Sometimes I don't always know how I'm going to say your name until it's happening, and I, then it surprises me. Most of the things that come out of your mouth, I can tell are right off the cuff yeah especially with this show it's Absolutely. i just i just talk until my brain quits and then <laughs> which happens and then i talk some more yeah um so week two week two of sharktoberfest okay yeah. we've we're, we made it halfway kind of the beginning well of halfway. by the end yeah be, <laughs> a quarter a quarter like, we've made it a quarter of the way <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is how you would look at it mathematically. Yeah. Uh, we're starting at the halfway point. Yeah, we're starting the second quarter, and then when we're done with this, we'll be at the halfway point. Yeah. Because technically, we started the halfway point when we did the first one. That's true. Because we were starting the first half. So. We should talk about the beer? What? No. I want to talk more math. <laughs> no. I've been, I've been subbing with middle schoolers, okay? I'm, I'm in the math world now. Uh, but no, this is our second week. I I... I will be as so bold to say now is when shit starts getting real, I think. Absolutely. Because I think we kind of did it last year, too, where the first week, here's some movies you've heard of. <laughs> it does go off the rails deeper, although, although, the deeper we get. Although this week we did bait, or last week we did bait, and no one no one knows that one. But, but you know, it's like, hey, we're let's, let's, let's just get into it, okay? Now is when you start being like, oh... It doesn't get much better, huh? Is it bad that we have to scrape the barrel so early? The, uh, yeah, especially this year. Because I, uh, someone asked me the other day, they were just like, how many shark movies even are there? And I'm like, way too many. And that's the problem. There's so many. You've heard of Jaws. And that was it. <laughs> There's all these other ones. It's a weird, it's a strange genre. It's a very strange genre that like caught on. But no one, no one remembers them. They're all very forgettable. Yeah, it won't go away either. It won't, and it won't go away. You're absolutely right. Everyone is always like, well, you know, well let's try a shark again, though. And it's yeah. just, I don't know, it's a weird, persistent, forgettable genre. And I think the bad part is they put a shark in and they kind of just let the rest just go. Yes. They almost think that that's enough a lot to make of them, a good movie. Yeah, a lot of them think just like, well, it's got a shark in it, so people will, will like this, right? And it's like, that hasn't been true since, since the first Jaws, because people even, like, the second Jaws did pretty good. By three and four, no one cared anymore. <laughs> yeah, they were already out. Even the latest, like, we'll call it blockbuster, Meg, was it did okay, and it was... It did okay. It's getting a sequel, though. It's supposed to be getting a yeah. sequel coming out next year. I think that was one that got delayed because of COVID stuff, but, uh, I mean, so we're going to have to watch that when it yeah. comes out. Um, but, yeah. Well, and that one didn't even do particularly well over here. It just did really good in China, and that's why they were like, oh, yeah, you get a sequel. Because money's money, baby. Yeah, well, they don't care. Yeah. You know what Substance I mean? doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Not at all. That's why they made so many Transformers movies. <laughs> they're still making them. I know. That's because they suck, but they're still doing great in China. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Make your money. I mean, we're the only ones really making money off the international market. Other countries aren't that much, you know? Like, that's very true. 
but that's why too like recently there was a new uh, I, I can't remember if we talked about this before or recently but there was a new uh like a new chinese it was like a a, a, det- a sequel to a detective movie that's that's a chinese movie but it's like one of the new highest grossing movies ever now i know we talked about it i, I don't know if we, we did on here i can't but... remember if we did it on the show or not but like it's just because so many people saw it over there <laughs> we've never heard of it here but we just don't count it because it's not <laughs> well, our, well hey yeah wasn't made in America, so yeah. it doesn't really exist. Doesn't really count. Not a real movie, then. <laughs> Not a real movie because it wasn't made in America. <laughs> that's a, that's what we do here. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Absolutely. Anyway, this is how I'm going to talk the rest of this movie, which is fit, or the rest of this episode, which is fitting because we watched Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's something. It's just something else. And nobody really had it. Arkansas accent, except for like a character. The one girl tried. She tried, and it. A boy it, it, to say it came in and out is being generous. <laughs> <laughs> but she was the only one. Um, yeah. So whatever you're conjuring in your head for Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre, I'm not going to say you're right, but I'm going to say you're close. Because even when I thought it was going to be, it was not. But it also kind of was. We'll get into it. Yeah. But first, we should introduce uh, this episode's. Uh, Oktoberfest beer, uh, and this was one you were excited about. I'm extremely excited. What are, what are we drinking, my friend? We are drinking Three Floyds Oktoberfest. Uh, which has a special name, Monsterfest. Ooh. Why? Because there's monsters on it. They got monsters on the ding-dang box. Oh, no, they're monsters. Oh, that's true. Oh, I didn't even, honestly, I literally just looked at that and remembered they're from Munster, Indiana, yeah. <laughs> and did not even put that together just now. <laughs> wow, that's stupid. Uh, but yeah, but then they also have, I love the art they have on here because they have like a Mecha Godzilla fighting some sort of, uh, kind of like if uh, um, like the Megazord was a goblin with a sword. That's a fair assessment, yeah. What's the other giant robot person I'm thinking of? It's a major one. I can't, Voltron. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Couldn't think of the word Voltron. But yeah, it's like Voltron. If he had a goblin face and like his sword, it's like a laser sword, but it looks wet. <laughs> Um, Which is perfect because we uh, talk about shark movies. Yeah, so. and then on the side here it says uh, "S.E.S. nicht normal," which then has the translation on the other side of the box. It's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Hey, it's not normal. Uh, let me grab a bottle here. But I do, I do love the, the art. artwork's great. The labels are awesome too because they're kind of that metallic oh, yeah. looking. Metallic looking. It's the it's the 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 art on the box or on the holder. Jesus, Logan, get it together. We haven't even started yet. Um, Oktoberfest style lager. I don't think they have much more written on the box, but luckily I had some brought up on the old internet here. Yeah, buddy. Let me get to the about Munsterfest, a Marzen style fest beer brewed with the finest German malted barley, aromatic Bavarian noble hops, and traditional lager yeast. This rich malty lager is one of the few that remain true to the tradition of fest beers originally brewed to honor the marriage of Prince Ludwig in 1810. We hope you enjoy this fall offering. S. Isnik normal. ABV 6.2. Yeah, it's right in line. Yeah, IBU 20. Um, it doesn't say on the internet here. I better look on the bottle just to see. I'm not actually seeing it, but I I'm, I can I can venture a guess that this this seems. Is it on there? Oh, it's so hidden in the corner there. I don't care for that. I don't <laughs> care for how small it is. But twelve fluid ounces. Woo! Can we make a beer just called twelve fluid ounces? <laughs> that would be wonderful. The official Sharktoberfest beer. <laughs> 
And everyone's like, wait. Yeah, it's for a show called Sharktoberfest. You could make a fun shark thing. What if we put it in a bigger container as well? <laughs> like just sold it in 22 ounce bombers. But is it still only 12 ounces so yeah. half the thing's empty? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got on the front name. We'll do that kind of like a, just the blank white and like black font, like the beer brand beard. It's 12 fluid ounces. <laughs> And then at the bottom in the smaller print, it's like 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here, you do the honor, sir. Let's uh, let's crack this open. There you go. Oh, I didn't do it in the mic. What a fool. I didn't I didn't do this. I was just trying to get my leverage. That's all right. Um, we're just starting the week, so it's a little We're tough. just starting. It's Monday, you know? Oh, that fixes it all, though. Hmm. Ooh, that's wonderful. That kind of keeps on coming too. Yeah, the malt is just like yeah, yeah. it just comes in waves. It's, yeah, that's good. That's great. I like that quite a bit. Ooh, and then on the after, you get that real biscuity flavor mm-hmm. when you just kind of sit with it. Mm. I like that. It's nice and foamy. It's got a good, got a really good uh, uh, um, texture to it, I guess, if you will. Uh, yes, consistency. No, the uh, like the caramunic malts are really good. The caramel kind of flavor that washes over the tongue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like a big sweaty blanket yes thank you um yeah that's that's tasty i like that quite a bit because three floyds uh we were discussing just before we started a record we've never had this this is the first time for us um but we're fans i didn't of, know they made one so i'm really i, I was really either. excited to. i just to happened that. to see this i was in chicago because we can't get like do we get any three floyds around here no. really at all i didn't think so I thought there was part of, like, I was already buying too many beers because I just bought a bunch of Oktoberfest while I was in Chicago visiting friends. Part of me just wanted to grab a bunch of other beers that we have a hard <laughs> time sure. finding here that were in just that convenience store I was in. Because also, like, they just had, like, some Golden Monkey, which I know we can get from, like, if we drive to Rochester or whatever. Yeah. Like, the Victory stuff. But Still exciting to see, though. Yeah, and just and other Three Floyds ones and other, you know, uh, like, from uh, from Half Acre and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't just come back with so much beer. I just can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird, <laughs> like smuggling trip that I'm <laughs> that I'm making. But just a, a, some quick information about Three Floyds Brewing Company. Uh, they just have this is their little blurb just at the top of their site. They have a lot of they a lot of stuff. I'm not going to read all of it. Um, but from our humble beginnings in 1996, armed with only a few hundred dollars, a five barrel Frankenstein Walk Burner fired brew kettle. Say that fucking five times fast. <laughs> repurposed open Swiss cheese fermenters, and then parentheses says Hammond squares, um, and an old Canfield's cola tank. It's not normal. Ales and lagers were born. So it's it's not normal, I guess, is their... Must be their tagline. Must be tagline. I mean, I've had their beers, but I used to never read cans and bottles and stuff. Now, I find myself doing it all the time. Oh, I'm sure. Show. Yeah. So like I said, I was in Chicago just hanging out with friends. It's been a while since I just went and just hung out with Buddy for a second. And he gave me a beer that I hadn't had, and I sipped it. And then I just started reading the can out loud. <laughs> just did you, did you comment on the fluid ounces, too? I, yeah. <laughs> well, at first I started doing. It, I'm like, why am I doing this? But luckily, he it's, it was Caleb who has been on the okay, show, so and he's uh, he's familiar he, then. Yeah, he's familiar. He listens to the show, and he's uh, he's been on the show. Uh, but he kind of knew what was going on. But I saw him looking at me, just like, oh, you're gonna just do it here. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. So it was started by um, three guys a, named Floyd. Actually, yeah. Yes, I was a, a so. father and his two sons, Nick Simon and Mike. 
Oh, their last names are Floyd. Yes. I was about to get so angry. Oh, and go, no, None just, of them are named Floyd. That would just three grandpas. Just <laughs> making boxes like this. Yeah. That would be awesome. We're very metal. <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> Anything else or just that's a, there was Starbucks very little Floyd. research. I tried to do some more. It was, they have more stuff here, but it seems to be just kind of pontificating about their journey, which I'm not against. Three Floyds are strict adherence to the samurai code of the German beer purity law, which we've talked about. We have. We've talked about the German. You had an instance in one of your classes where they brought it oh, up in a documentary. Was, that was so weird. Yeah. I forgot about that. We were, yeah, I was subbing um, and we were showing, it was a Modern Marvels DVD, which I have to do sometimes. Like, and it's just about, uh, this one was about wheat. And one of the first things it does is just like, wheat. You need it for beer. And then they just get into the German purity laws and everything that goes into that. Like, spend a good chunk of time on this. And I'm like, should I be showing this? To... <laughs> I showed that one. And the other one I showed that day was about cattle ranchers. And the very opening of it is just like, anyway, here's how we get bull semen. And they just said semen a lot, too. And I'm like, what is happening today? I just want to see your faces. You're like sitting there and you're just looking over at the screen. Well, I camera one of them. Like the like, the kids were actually more mature about it than I was probably because I just started laughing because at a point they were just saying semen so much, and I'm just with these kids in the dark, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, something feels these wrong. words shouldn't something be something feels wrong yeah. about this, and they had to fill out like a worksheet for it, and uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this publicly, but I, I made them laugh because I said, all right, so everyone just fill out your semen quiz. <laughs> They they enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, you gotta have some fun. You gotta have some fun. We have fun here. Um, do we have any fresh fast facts? Or I got a little bit. Okay, so we got some hashtag. This is gonna be fresh a, fast facts. A light episode on stuff like that because I just don't, would, I don't have a lot. We don't, uh, but we have a lot that we will be talking yes, about. So that's why I figured it wouldn't be a big deal. Yes, we discussed. That. I agree. Uh, yes. So I just did some quick uh, research. It's Monday, man. We don't want to study too hard. You know, right? that's a uh, midweek thing. That's kinda. some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the uh, Tyrolean hat, the the green hat that the Tyrolean hat, Tyrolean is that how you say it? I don't know. I can't see it. I was just T Y R O L E A N. Tyrolean, Tyrolean. Okay, I like that. Sure. <laughs> so it's that. It's the green hat. Yes. The uh, so the name the why it, why it's called. We're Tyrolean. going streaking, going quad in the gymnasium. Bring yes, your green hat. Exactly. <laughs> That's why, okay, I guess I'm done. That was my research, oddly enough. <laughs> you were just going to play that clip from old yeah. school. Sorry, we're going, we're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Come on, Snoop. Snoop and Loop. Snoop. No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm cool. Bring, bring your green hat. Let's go. So the, it originally comes from the Tyrol area, which is an area in the Alps. Yes. Yes. Which historically was northern Italy and west Austria. Yeah, because I knew it was more like Swiss inspired and, than yep. actually and German. And now it's Austria, German, Italy, and Switzerland are all the areas. Okay, so just the just the hat spread. Yes. Okay. So it's typically made of green felt. Mm-hmm. There's one behind me. Yes. Uh, it's actually yours that you just left here. And then no, you... I, it's, for, it's for the, it's the for show. The, for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I feel better having it here. Okay, fair enough. You can look at it while you record. Exactly. Looking at it right, right now. I know. It's right behind you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think everyone's probably seen the hat. I'm not going to describe it. It's, it's, like. it's, if it's you a see very iconic. The green hats and they're wearing the later hose and you know the look. Yeah. So, in addition to varying shapes with the brim, uh, they're usually decorated... The headband with flowers, feathers, or brush at the side of the crown. 
mm-hmm. Rush is uh, also known as Gamsbart. It's a fun name. And it's usually made of the beard from a goat, which is even more fun. Just sh- just the sh- beard, huh? A chamoy goat. Which I don't know what that is. Chamoy goat. So, so was it was I, it always meant to be a festive thing, or was it just a hat that caught on, and then it's just it's just brought out mostly for this? No, I do have something on that too. Perfect. It became particularly popular with the Oktoberfest festival mm-hmm. around 1962 because oh. a, a Alpine folk musician named Billy Moe wrote a song called "I Prefer to Buy a Tyrolean Hat." What a great bad song title, right? <laughs> and by I, I don't mean it's a bad song. I don't know the song, but it's a, it's it's a great bad title for a song. But what a strange thing to to kick off for the Munich Oktoberfest. People are just like, love the song. I mean, great hat. That makes more sense than they're all fucking into Take Me Home Country Road. That makes a lot more sense. You than know that. what I mean? The I don't know. It's it, the more we actually dig into October, like when we first started last year, and we start here's just the basic facts. It, it started making sense, but also right away you're like, oh, it's Oktoberfest. It takes place in September. The beer is named after March. Like, I know we come back to that a lot, but immediately there's all this contradiction. And yeah. then it's like their most popular song is a John Denver song. <laughs> <laughs> the deeper we go. Yeah. It just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. This kind of goes along with the Steins. Mm-hmm. Is that the bigger the feather in your cap was more of a status of wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's them Germans in there. You could buy and kill a bigger bird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking... A lot of tiny penises going on oh, for in that sure. region because of overcompensation. I mean, anything where there's a status symbol, it's, it's small wieners and a bunch off. of white dudes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for, yeah. Exactly that too. <laughs> that too. And listen, Germany, that's mm, some white dudes. <laughs> Here's a few. There was like a, a period of time where they were very into being white. Which I listen. This is America. I'm not saying we haven't done that exact same thing. We tried to uh, couch it. I guess we it. tried to do a little quieter. Yeah. Well, we hit it in our policies yeah. and in our, yeah. <laughs> our general. We cult- tried to be a little sneaky yeah, about in it. In our but- general culture war, uh, we didn't straight up say like this is the only way you are good. You know. Anyway, should we move mosey along? Yeah. Like I said, the film we watched for this episode is a movie called, and I just you need to listen to me. I'm not saying anything wrong here. It's called the Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre. Sharkensaw, like Arkansas, but with shark in the beginning. Women's Prison Massacre. Soak it in. And then let's go soak in it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Looks like she fell into a wood chipper. Mom, we better go take a look around. That is so not a good idea right now, but we're doing it anyway. Dustin, just before we get into our telling of the movie, uh, I just want to, I think, I think this synopsis, just this brief, the, the blurb on Amazon Prime was was enough to to immediately make me go, what? When a fracking elemental accident rips apart the Earth's crust, the resulting hole lets out prehistoric sharks from underground. The sharks target a group of women and trap them in a cabin. Those two very basic sentences. Lot going on there. Yeah. Whole lot. When it starts with just, first off, fracking. And it's true. The movie starts with that. The movie literally starts. It opens immediately. You hit play and then it just goes. 
and it's, it just shows a, some land being fracked, some explosions, and then some guys who are in the woods, but they look like they're watching it, even though very clearly they're staring into trees. And they're just like, oh, they're fracking over there. And it's like, oh, look look at that stock footage of fracking over there. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing so much of it. We didn't film it for this movie. No. Uh, and then immediately, too, it just shows these these female prisoners who I, they were, they're being taken out for some work in the swamp. Out in the swamp, yeah. The swamps of Arkansas? Which, do they even have those? I didn't look that up. I wonder. Ah, that's something. I forgot to look it up, too, but I kept. But also, too, like, I, I called it, too. I'm like, this movie had to be shot in Florida. And then it was. At the end, it's like, yeah. thanks to all the Florida, Florida, well, Florida. There's a sign where it shows an alligator. And if you look really close, I read some trivia. It does say Florida on the sign. Well, and uh, Jess noticed that all the license plates were Florida license plates. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, even yeah. pay that close I didn't play, attention. I didn't pay that close attention either. I'm just like, this has to be shot in Florida. She goes, yeah, they're Florida license plates. That is wonderful. But, um, yeah, there are uh, 213 swamps in Arkansas, my friend. <laughs> A little factoid for you. <laughs> 213 swamps. You're welcome. Thank you. No, that was uh, more specific than I, I thought it could be. So, But it literally starts with, here's fracking, here's women being taken out of the prison and then immediately after the explosions sharks in the swamp and then they slam into a car actually that first shark was the best looking the dorsal fin that one didn't look bad actually. that was like the first one i was like okay this isn't too bad well like, and the the water effects like the like the ripple effects of the water like looked pretty good for a clearly very shitty movie it looks it looks like a soft core porno well i think like they the spent the, shot. they spent their entire budget on that one shot yeah and they're like well we don't have any money left, so yeah, do and, the best you can. And then it's just, it does this great title sequence of Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. This film is directed by Jim Wynorski. He also co-wrote the screenplay with William Deaver and... Corey Landis. Corey Landis. Oh, who he, he's also, he's additional material uncredited. He's the the one cop in it, the partner. Oh, okay. Uh, Jim Wynorski, if you want, just go ahead and look at a picture of him. That makes sense why he's the director of this. Oh, and if you dig into like who kind of got him started yeah it's um corman roger corman that makes sense yeah that makes sense when you he saw when i saw that it was like okay this all I mean, started making corman started so many careers i mean he started ron howard's career i right. mean as a director at least he gave ron howard his first directing job even though he was already on happy days and everything um he helped spielberg out in the beginning like roger corman's one of those weird guys who we'll have to do a deep dive on him sometime because he's an interesting figure because he's like i looked at yeah. His IMDb and he has 515 credits. Yes. yes. Holy shit. Because back in the day when he first started, like especially in the 60s, he just started making these rip-off horror movies for, for drive-in theaters. Oh, and he just kept doing just it. I saw him through them the out. 90s, oh, yeah, 2000s. Absolutely. It's just every year there's multiple well, movies. And now he, he produces so many of them. He's an executive, like pretty much like Sharktopus was he like executive yeah. produced that. Once the shark movie started, he just started getting a bunch of them greenlit. And it's like he's, you know, a, 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 one of them schlock masters, you know. Yeah. Because like him, like Lloyd we've, Kaufman. We've and talked about him before. We've, we've mentioned we've him. I, I want to do a dive things. on him sometimes because he's a very interesting figure. And he knows his stuff. He knows how to make a movie quick. Like well, that was that was his whole thing is he knew how to make a movie really fucking fast. That could be fun. Yeah, in the future, maybe a schlock episode where we talk about these yeah. kind of I mean, B-movie yeah. guys. Yeah, when we finally do a schlock episode in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the film stars uh, Dominic Swain, who I didn't realize until I clicked on her. She's the daughter in Face Off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, she's the, I never would have put that one together. She's the redhead in this movie. That's the daughter from Face Off. Wow. Um, also stars Tracy Lords, a former porn star. 
believe she started when she was 16 or 17. Yes, I did a little research. Li- yeah. Oh, I just knew that story because she lied about her age. Yeah, there was uh, a whole big FBI. Oh, for sure. If you watched any of those, you were technically committing a crime. <laughs> Kristen Nguyen, Cindy Lucas, Amy Holt, John Callahan, Corey Landis, like we mentioned. A bunch, a bunch of nobodies. But those were the two uh, notable. notable uh, Notable. I said it right. I kept thinking I had to fix it to noticeable, but it was right with notable. I feel you. I do that a lot. I know. You, I'm 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 you, in a real you know. mode. Yeah. This time. Let's do kind of blanket review like we normally do up top. Thoughts of Dustin on Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Well, it I'm not gonna say I, I didn't expect it to be good. Correct. At all. Yeah. But it was a lot less rapey than I thought it would be somehow. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like, it's a fun, bad movie, actually. I kind of enjoyed... It's one of those to watch with your friends drinking. Yes. That's the thing. I, I mean, Jess watched it, having some wine, joking about it. Yep. Here was the here was the biggest bummer, because a big part of why I chose this movie is because, one, it's called The Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. And then the you pictures... Get, you about to get real pervy on me here, bro? No, 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 no. No, no I, I, no, I, I mean, I'm I mean, fucking with you. I mean, yes, but, n- <laughs> okay. but not really. But I thought it was going to be like some, some old-timey trash just kind of a titty flick you know what i mean i expected that coming in too and that's my less rapey comment yes well i I was expecting like the like the because all the movies underneath that are like suggested like you know viewers also watched it you know it was like women in cages and like all these the old like 70s like women's prison movies starring like pam greer and whoever else you know what i mean that they made a lot of those and some of them have kind of gone on to be like kind of cult classics and stuff like that so I wasn't expecting it to be quality in any way, but I thought it was going to be just an excuse to have like boobs in it. I I figured too, or at the very least, uh, an excuse to just have scantily clad women the whole time. What amazed me with this movie, N- like no, like exploitation hardly at all. No, of the their worst, bodies. The worst is a scene further in the movie. There's a hot tub scene, and the, but they just get in it and sit down. It's not too bad. No, like there's that, and then the other thing too was for it being this the shark movie. Like, no violence. All the kills are just them, like, a, a, a splash of water, and then they're just gone. Or, like, a POV, like, the shark flying at them. There's, like, hardly... The only violence you get is there's one severed leg, and it's very clearly a plastic leg from a Halloween store. I've seen that leg. I've had that leg in my hand before. Like, it, it's a it's a fake little Halloween oh, decoration hand. Yeah. yeah. That's the closest we get to any violence. And then they just kind of... They just, like, stand around and talk a lot. Which... I usually hate when movies do that where they promise like a, a big uh, high concept premise and then they just talk about it for a long time. But this movie just had this, I'm going to call it aggressively bad charm because since it since it wasn't so pervy. Since it didn't take the obvious route. Yeah, since it, it was a less exploitative movie, I got to just, I got to just innocently appreciate the badness yeah. of it. <laughs> And I don't know, that just made it, just the, the bad choices and horrible dialogue and shit acting. And I don't know, but I was really surprised that like, well, I, I thought those women were going to be in their bikinis the whole time. At one point too, they're even like, hey, change your clothes. I thought for oh, sure, yeah, I, was I thought for sure it was going to be a two minute scene of them changing clothes, so, like at least getting in their underwear. This but is they a, didn't. A, it is a TV movie and that could be why they had to hold back. Well, I wonder if it was like a sci-fi original movie. You can still have women in bikinis and stuff there. You can. You know no, what I mean? even even for... TV movie they held back quite a bit for what they could have. Done. That's what I mean. Even for what other shark movies do that we've watched that are like made for TV movies or even just movie movies. Well, yeah, but, but I mean even just like for that caliber of stuff and what you can get away with. Like I think Sharknado had more 
exploitative you know oh, yeah you know what and i mean really obvious too yeah but like this one i thought that was going to be the whole movie the whole excuse for making the movie and they almost actively tried to not make it a pervy movie Which, it was really interesting also i read the quotes of uh jim winorski yeah and one of his comments or one of his quotes yeah is boobs are the cheapest movie effect <laughs> i was hoping this was going to end with boobs are the cheapest that, that's again too and i looked back like his his filmography like he did like chopping mall and uh what's this one the the lost empire like again right there that's women in bikinis and i've heard of some of his movies like chopping mall like he did all these these kind of early horror movie like campy movies that's the thing too this movie wasn't campy either not really it, it was it, looked, it was kind of attempting to be serious kind of but then also there's there's joke attempts that are bad that are really bad jokes but I don't know. It was like someone was trying to make a crime drama, and then they just kept reminding themselves, like, oh, we got to do sharks in this. It was a strange mishmash of a lot of different things. Yeah. It was very interesting. But uh, Because the the Tracy Lord's Corey Landis parts are really strange. Oh, their whole plot. Yeah. So Tracy Lord plays an FBI agent, and they're out there looking for something else, and then they find out these female prisoners escaped. And so then they just, every now and then we cut back to them, and they're just driving around being like, oh, I haven't seen them yet. And I just keep, I remember we cut back to them and be like, why? I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are in this movie. Well, I know. I have a note that I'm like, oh, yeah, the cops are still I in for, this. I forget. Because they just they just have car scenes. And then they have that strange part where they find out about the women missing on the radio and decide to take it yeah. upon themselves. And they decide, like, oh, I guess we'll just not leave here. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily your job, but right. okay. Well, and they also, they just have the, I like Tracy Lord's character, like they're trying to make her like a kooky older woman, but it's like, you know, she looks middle-aged, but not like, she doesn't look like an old crazy lady. Yeah, they know? make her seem like a vet. Like she's she's been on the force for a real yeah, long. Yeah, but time. then it's like she has those weird speeches about like she makes a weird speech about a coke bottle she finds. I have that too, which I'll probably play here somewhere. What is that evidence? No, but don't you just love it? It's a vintage Coca-Cola bottle, solid glass, not like the plastic and cans we have today. It must have been lying around here for eighty years. Now, mind you, it needs a little work, but once it's polished up, it's gonna look great. Like she's one of the first things we're introduced to is she's I don't yeah, even know what they're so out many, there. She has very a lot of weird monologues. Yeah, and she delivers her lines really strange in this movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of her other movies, so I don't know if that's just the way she talks. But it just felt really weird the way she was speaking. Well, it was like she was trying to be like a harsh detective or whatever, or trying to be. I don't even know what she was going for. Trying, I don't, to, trying I don't to be know too either. stern or something, but it just came off like it came off like when um. You know, like like a high school theater kid. It's like, and I'm doing drama because look at look at me because yeah. I'm using my hand and I'm serious. So isn't this this is the dramatic moment? There's emotion in this. Like, well, no, you don't know what emotion yeah. is though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get stock footage of fracking, and then there's just a van full of well, women. And the reason, well, just the title alone, you think it's going to be this weird skin flick, but then like their uniforms that the women have are tank tops and shorty shorts. Again, it's just white tank tops and then like Daisy Dukes and I'm so you're just like you're like, "Yeah, this is going to be this is a titty flick, right?" Yeah. Like this has to like, be. Yeah, immediately you're like, "Yep, okay." But then it's not. I don't I'm almost impressed how they managed to like it's they they definitely reeled in the pervs. And then they got stuck just watching a shark movie. Yeah. And here we are doing a podcast about (laughs) it. Okay, ladies. Stretch. Get rid of what you're wearing. And so these women, they're out. Weren't they like digging up stumps, which makes no sense either? Yeah, he's like, we're going to go dig out a stump. And then they, this was baffling because then they all get shovels. 
and then they start digging. Nowhere near a stump. There's nope. no stump. There. And they're all digging in different areas. And then it also starts it starts playing like music like and you're like you're like, oh is this gonna be the sexy it, work scene? It kind of reminded me of uh, ZZ Top, like they were trying to rip off ZZ oh, Top. Read my fucking mind. Okay. <laughs> it literally was Good. a it was a bad ZZ Top song. Cause it just started like, all right, girls, get to digging. It was, it's just the equivalent of we can't afford ZZ Top. We absolutely cannot. We can't get anything. <laughs> get close enough. And then they just they're digging very very tiny holes, and then like you know wiping their head a little bit. And then of course like two of them just pour water bottles yeah. on themselves. I'm like, okay, there it is, there it is. And then one just cuts her hand, and like it's like a lot of blood. And she's like, let me go. Like she talks to one of the guards who she clearly like is has maybe. A f- fling with yeah, I think, something yeah. yeah and then she's like let me go wash my hand off in that swamp water yeah he's like do it right here and she's like that's too dirty like, that's I'm like, too What's... dirty go over there and then she goes to the other swamp water and it's very dirty <laughs> it's not any better also yeah don't 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 wash your it happens no. a couple times in the movie people are obsessed with like i gotta make it to filthy swamp water yeah, no you're not supposed to drink that so yeah. putting it inside of your body's not any yeah. better Wrap wrap a shirt around it or something. Don't just hold it until you get back to to town or whatever. And I feel like if from. it was guards from a prison, they're probably gonna have a first aid kit. Absolutely. If you're going on a work release that you're taking people out to do field work, yeah, you're probably gonna have at least you know some bandages yeah. in the van or whatever. So she's washing off, and we do see a shark dorsal fin. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Well, she sees she sees full on the shark swimming at her. And like she just accepts it, and she's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And then a splash of water. She screams, "She's dead now!" Yeah, she's just dead. And then it shows a, a weird amount of water in the or blood in the water, which happens with like each kill. A it lot, just shows yeah. like we like, which we'll cover that in the next one because yes. I thought that was strange too. Yes, but what I like is that she goes missing, and then they all go to look trying to find her, and they find the shirt just covered in covered blood. Covered in blood, and no one's mind goes to she got murdered. Well, yeah, because the first thing they're just like, she must have stripped it off and made an escape, and it's like, no, like why would that be soaked in blood? No, there's blood so then? much blood on that. And then the one lady goes, oh, there's blood on this tree, and then she literally she wipes her hand on it and then holds it out to the camera as if it were a 3D movie, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, why are we panning in on she this goes, hand of blood? She goes, this <laughs> when she goes, this tree has blood all over <laughs> who, it. Who does that? Who's going to like Look at this. Just gets a full handful of it. There's two prison guards. There's the older guy, and he's uh, his name is John something or whatever. Um, he very clearly has some acting experience and isn't oh, terrible. He's like the one veteran actor. Yeah, yeah. And I very I just felt bad because I could see in moments where he just had to quietly sit and listen, I could see him being like, "This is, well, this is my career." This is it. Came down. Carl. To, Carl's his name. Carl's the, the character name. Yeah. Yep. But he's the 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 head guard, and then there's the younger one whose name I forget. There's there's four women now remaining. Uh, I don't I, I don't know their names. I'm sure oh, I can throw names. Sure, uh, throw names at me. I'm gonna see if I can guess which one they are. Uh, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. I remember her. I, this sounds bad because I'm gonna say she's the Asian one. I feel bad for saying that, but because the movie keeps calling her like soy sauce. I know. There's so many. There's so many bad. Like I'm like stop doing that. This movie came out what 2015 so, or something. Yeah. It's like when stop. I first heard it. I was like, okay, is this like her weird nickname, or is this movie just kind of racist? And then they change it to chopstick, keep, chopsticks, and then well, then even at the end of the movie, she she's even, she says something. She's even like, "I'm your little lotus flower." I'm like, "Don't play into it. What are you doing?" <laughs> I noticed that too. Okay. No, I hated that every time they would call her something like that. I'm like, "Come on." Anyway, so we have Anita Connors. Anita Connors. Uh, she is. Was she the? Was she the brunette with the, with the very big tits? <laughs> 
She's the which one was Anita? Oh, she's, she the blonde one. She's the blonde with very big tits, <laughs> which doesn't help a lot because there's two. Well, no, actually the the other one's not quite so much. This oh wow, we just became damn it. We yep, just be, we, we just became it. toxic. Dang it, we dang it. it. Cancelled. So then we have Shannon. Shannon was she's the youngest blonde one. Yeah, yep, correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Sarah Mason is the last one. Sarah Mason, she's the brunette with with the large. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's you know what? that's the last time we're going to talk about them. How about that? Let's do, let's make that promise. I don't want to yeah. be that show. I don't want to be that show. That's just talking about boobies. So yeah, then they then they get held up at gunpoint by Honey because she ha- fakes a broken down car. Yes, and has a little sponge of blood on her head. It was very clear, like a little makeup yep. sponge. <laughs> one little red on her forehead, and then she pulls a gun on the guards. And well, her plan is like she's gonna break out her girlfriend Anita, but then she's like, "Well, no, the other convicts will decide to come with us." And there's uh, two of them do not. Two of them don't want to. Well, because Michelle's the one who's just like she's like, "No, she's like, I'm out only have six, six months, months yeah, <laughs> and I have a months. son. I want to go see. Yeah, him. I want to go see my child. I'm I I've six months left. I've been good, and now you're you're adding ten years to my <laughs> my sentence with this." And then they're also like, too, well, we're going to take the guards with us because they're our insurance policy. But like, well, for, it makes it worse. Just go. Get out of there. Take yeah. the other car. Or And we find out later they have no problem killing. So. Exactly. Because then uh, the, the younger guard runs away and she just starts shooting at him. So I'm like, oh, it's a, then not to be this guy, but like, just kill That's him That's what my thought leave. was, too. Like, just shoot them both. You obviously don't care. So. And go. Like, I don't know. And then um, she has the bright idea to rent a cabin feels like 15 minutes away from where they yeah, escaped. Yeah, just in the same swamp they hijacked yeah. the van from. Yeah, she had it like pre-rented or something or it was like a family yeah. members or something. They didn't just come No, it was rented. It. it wasn't even a family yeah. member. Um, but first off, when she chases down the younger guard and shoots at him, she shoots him in the arm. He escapes. And then his big plan, he's, then he's walking for like two minutes and he's, he's, and he's just going, water. I had the same thought. And then he finds a hatch that takes him to an underground cave system, which which then becomes important later in the movie. It's also very clearly a, a, a cavern system that, like, has tours, and they got permission to shoot in it, like, for a weekend. Oh, absolutely. Because it's perfectly lit. It's it's very... All, all cave scenes are so well lit, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's very clearly just like, well, uh, no, one, no one was here. Um, but then he... Yeah. Somehow he knows that there's supposed to be fresh water, and he drinks from. He's, he's drinking starts, cave water. Yeah, he gets down there. He's like, "Great, this cave water will Which do." Which it's it's down on the ground, so it's got to be somewhat stagnant. So I, it's not good water. There's no way. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, that's what I had my thought too. And then also it's like, why, why is there this ri- this river system underneath the swamp in these caves? Like this, I don't think this actually makes sense geographically like i don't think this actually can occur this way exactly in nature where above this elaborate caves like and just mere feet is then a full swamp yeah you don't think there'd be enough to support all that water above yeah. it right yeah you yeah. wouldn't think so like the i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm not you know i'm not a geologist or whatever <laughs> i don't know so then they're holed up in this cabin um Oh, and then that's where then it cuts back to the detectives, and they give a weird Coke bottle speech. Tracy Lord's weird, like, but they used to make them in glass. You not, know, not this. Not she goes, not like this plastic or aluminum, like you get nowadays. And I'm like, nowadays, like what? 
How old timey are they trying to make you? Well, they've also been doing yeah, plastic bottle like that. And also, they sell glass bottles today. They still sell them in glass. They still sell Coke glass bottles, especially by 2015. That was already a thing that was back as a retro thing, like a vintage thing. And by this point too, they've been doing plastic bottles and aluminum cans of soda for 30 the- years. <laughs> Like this is like when you see the picture of the director, he's so old. It's very clearly his mind has not left the early sixties. <laughs> like when they were writing, he was like, "Fuck this aluminum can." You know, back in my day, it's like they've been cans forever. They used to have pull tabs, like bro. The, like did Jim like write himself as the character of Tracy Lords? Yeah, think? <laughs> yeah, you know? I think so. Yeah, and then we'll get we'll get some hot young starlet to play my part, like uh, Tracy Lords. <laughs> okay. And then uh, let's. Here's just a, a moment that baffled both of us. It's the next morning, and it just shows the one woman, Shannon. Yeah, and she just pulls two cans out of a cabinet, and, and she's excited. She's, she's like, very yes! excited. And the two cans she puts down on the table are Hormel chili, and then a can of Great Value pears. And I was like, okay, I guess maybe she's just gathering food. Then it cuts. To those two things mixed together in a kettle, and she mixes them up with a spoon and then holds it up to her face, smells it, and is like, gives mm. a satisfied, like, mmm. <laughs> and then the other characters are arguing in the other room about something because they're holding up in this cabin. And like the two kidnappers are just like laying about. They're just like, oh, we're so tired. We're not going to do anything now. <laughs> and I'm like, what an escape plan you had. And then Shannon walks in and she goes, Here we are, peaches and beans, my specialty. Breakfast is served. And I was surprised because no one was appalled. It they was just, like, it was matter of fact and everyone was cool yeah, with it. They just kept talking. And I'm like, why did no character go, what the fuck did you just say? What did you just say? Peaches and beans? Also, that's not what you made. You made Hormel chili and pears. <laughs> so, can I interest anyone? And then even more baffling, because we both had this experience. We both looked it up. And peaches and beans is like a whole thing that people are into. It's a real fucking thing. It's a real fucking thing. And it must be some southern shit. It has to be. Has I, didn't, to be. I didn't look up the origins. That seems like some real kind of folksy. Where the fuck else would it come from? It, it, it just right. seems that way. I'm not trying to throw shade at the south, but I also kind of am. Um, but we were baffled about it. And then I suppose this is going to be a weird little break in the movie discussion. Because my girlfriend, then Jessica, she was very hung up on peaches and beans and also the idea of pears and Hormel chili versus peaches and beans. So she is upstairs right now scooping up concocting our torture device. One of each that she has been obsessed about ever since we watched the movie. She's made it very clear. She was going to do this. No matter what my decision was, she was going to make us try this. Hey Jess. So this was something she was, and she was like, she's like, I want you guys to try it on air. And I'm like, why? Why? We already have so much we have to cover. These episodes already go too long. But she was determined. And I told her I wanted to wait till like the end of the episode, but she's got to get going to something. So here we are in the middle of the episode. We are, uh, we are going Taking to. Taking a pears and beans break. Uh, yeah. Everything about that sentence sounds. Yeah. Horrible. It's going to go great with our Oktoberfest beers. It's going to really ruin the three Floyds. Here she comes. Oh God! All right, we're we're still recording, so we're just gonna we're just gonna do this now. Jess, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is all gluten free, correct? Yes. So you can have a bite of each. No. You're going to. No, no. Then we're not gonna do it. Yes, no, we're not, unless you also try it. All right, which one? So which one's which here? This is the pears. Pears and chili. I hate you. Which one do you want to start with? 
I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Which one Chilean are you doing? Chilean pears. Chilean pears? Fuck me. All right, you try yours, buddy. Here, here, Jess, you film us. Oh, it's good. Oh, good. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a good frothy chili in pears. Here's the bite. I mean, it's not terrible. You lose all the pear flavor, and then it's just a weird textural thing in the middle of the chili. Yeah, the pears get real gross. Yeah, they get real gross. Oh, okay. I don't like that. I don't care for that at all. All right, so now this now is peaches and beans. Ugh. This is supposed to be a real thing. So th this is the thing people seem to like. There were many recipes we found online. That's so hot. Oh, my God. I just had to spit it out because it was it was <laughs> hyping hot. Holy shit. He seems he seems troubled. Is it because it's weirdly good? No. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, how did these two things negate each other's flavor? I don't like either of them. I don't like either of them at all. I'm not going to I'm not going to add it to my festive holiday meal plan, but you know, uh, Jess, could you qu real quick lean into the mic? What's the other name people call peaches and beans places? You got to lean into the mic. Bean cobbler. Bean cobbler. Some oh. places it's called bean cobbler. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, do any that. of it. So you can you can take away your crime here now, Jessica. <laughs> if you could. Thank you. She was this is the most invested she's been in any creative project I've ever had. She was in she demanded. I I wanna be, I wanna be honest with you. I said no a couple times. <laughs> That makes and, sense. And she would not allow it. Keep in mind, she does not listen to the show. Has never listened to an episode. I have listened to episodes. Mm, which ones? The first couple. The first couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to the rest of our audience. I hear uh, most of it through the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, honey. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you for the. Thank you for the beans. Thanks for thinking. Of, thanks for contributing to the show. No matter how much we didn't want you to. <laughs> I'm kidding. So. That happened, huh? I'll tell you right now, Dustin, it kind of fucked up my flavor of the Munster Fest. Though. I haven't even... It's still okay. It's still good. It's still, it's still right. good. Um, so we were just at Peaches and Beans, obviously. We, <laughs> <laughs> so then right after that, though, do you remember... Um, the great poop joke about yes. Peaches and Beans? Yeah, because yeah. the because Michelle has to take Carl to poop, and the other ladies demand that she watches him, and, and when she's like, I made Peaches and Beans, my specialty and then she goes i just had to see carl's peaches and beans oh no i'm good i just got a heap and helping of carl's peaches and beans and i'm done sorry <laughs> yeah i bet you are spongebob brown pants that's where the madness started setting in where i started being like what was like wait what is this movie what is happening like you guys are referencing peaches and beans way too much right now. I will say it's it's been a minute since we've done a movie that I've rewound parts several times, and this movie had a few of them where I had to be like, "Wait, what just happened? Let me go back." And that the peaches and bean ones, I think I watched like three times. I kept <laughs> going back, being couldn't like, "Couldn't get over it." Well, one just her making it. First off, her making it. I'm like, "No, no. Why is the no, no? It, it's disturbing." And it, it and you see the fronts of the cans. It is Hormel chili and great value pears. Yeah. Which we just ate. We're familiar not good with great value pairs because they sell them around here. Well, that's the thing. I'm just like, this is... Well, here was my guess. Because Jess, Jess was upset about it. And she's like, why can't you just then go to the Walmart and buy the peaches and beans? And I was wondering, 
if the house they filmed in is just a house they happen to have or knew somebody about it, I wondered if they just happened to have Hormel Chili in Paris. I had the same thought because I could if tell like, the house they were filming in, someone owned that house. They were just well, borrowing that's, it. That's someone's house. Yeah. Because they're also too, eventually they, uh, uh, Michelle then, the, weirdly the, the Chili in Paris play a, a plot point because then when she's talking to Carl, she accidentally aggressively knocks them off the counter they fly into a wall, which opens up a hatch, which yeah. has several guns inside of it, which are all very clearly squirt guns painted black. Yeah. Because at one point she's holding it out. She's like, yeah, we're going to take over now. And you can see the tip of it, and you can see it is a small <laughs> water pistol. hole. But she's like, yeah, this is some weird uh, survivalist uh, cabin. I'm like, it is not. There it's are like, You don't know that. Because she says that, and then behind her over her shoulder is a tiny painting of a violin, and next to that is a shelf with wine flutes on it. Yeah, what a psycho <laughs> survivalist <laughs> who lives here. Hey, he's got some taste, okay? And if they're a psycho survivalist, one, why would you leave all your guns? Yeah. Two, like if it's, if it's like an Airbnb... You're just leaving exactly. a, a catch of guns, just especially in a little, a little like hole next to your fridge. Put them, lock them in the basement, and be like the Airbnb rules: you can't go in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hide them in a weird little in, cupboard in, in an apparently very loosely fitted vent cover. Mm-hmm. If a can of Hormel chili knocked it off, yeah. That that's where this is where it's like the the details just start stacking up, and you start being like, what is. What is going on? Um, and then, what's the other character's name with the with the yabos? <laughs> Her, that one. She decides to wander out, and she does that. It. This is another point too, where I'm like, is this gonna be a weird skin I was flick moment? Waiting for it because she has that moment where she looks at the water and is like, mm, water. I need to take my clothes off and get in it." Like it was. The, it's that look you've seen in bad horror movies. And she walks over and just kind of what puts her foot in it. Yeah, she, like, she sits on the tree that's kind of yeah, hanging there's a little over. tree branch. She's like, "Oh, I'm just yeah, like oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this restful spot." Like it was yeah. very weird. And then uh, shark, and that's where then she runs back on land, and that's where uh oh. We got some land sharks. Land shark, which they call out too, which is ridiculous. They then just start calling them land sharks, and it's wild. Um, but then it chases her down. Oh no! First, it, it just jumps out of the dirt at her, like ah, and then we don't see her. Well, no, then we just see the camera view, and then it's just like the huge blood in the water, right? That's right. And she's not in the water. She's no. she's on land, away, far right. away from the water. Yeah, and they're trying to make it seem like maybe it drug her into the water, right? I don't, but then but yeah. then later we she's at the front step. They open up the front step, and she's just there missing her legs. But then they also later find the fucking leg. The shark ate nothing. Was that her leg they find later? Yeah. Oh my god. Because they found it yeah. right after. So that's true. Forgot about that. Well, even earlier, there's a moment where the detectives happen to wander across a scene. Oh god, where the shark ate. They use CGI to show like this carcass. Really bad. See, it's like it looks like shit. Animated cartoon. Yeah, and it's like this like animal body there, and it's like why not go to a grocery store, just get intestines, get like if you go to a meat locker. Uh, literally, yeah. There's so many things they could have done, and it's cheap as shit. Just get some meat, get some fake blood, splatter around. It will look like gore. Because my first time, I'm, like, I'm like, just go buy some meat. Oh. Right, go to a butcher. That would have been you know cheaper, how cheap that would have been. Cheaper and less time consuming than rendering and paying. They had a, a visual effects like house, not just some guy doing visual effects. It was a visual effects house working on this yeah, movie. Yeah, so that's so true. They paid way more. Yeah, don't do that. 
And then clearly, like the visual effects house, they did. I, I was actually surprised they did a better job than I thought they would. The sharks looked okay. They did, but also I think they it was not a priority film, so they did it very quickly. Yeah, is <laughs> was my was my inkling. So I'm like, oh, this house clearly can they can do some stuff with CG. This movie was like. If we crank this one out in a week, you guys, this well, is just I'm some sure, extra money. I'm sure they were given a budget, and it wasn't very large. Because I was surprised at how many crew members were actually on this movie. When the credits were going, and I'm like, these are all people. Like, that's not repeating names. Like, it's not a crew. Because it looks like it's shot on video. Like, it look. It, that's what I mean. It looks like it looks like oh, a sh- yeah. It looks like a Showtime they, softcore porno, doesn't they it? They would have been better off with someone having an iPhone on like a stand and just walking around. It, it would have like, looked a lot better. It looks like late night Cinemax is what it looks like. Well, that's what also kind of leads you to believe you're going to see a lot of that's boobs. That's also because it, it, that's the thing. It has this whole aesthetic going for it that you're like, this is a skin flick. It has to be. Or at least a, at least a bikini flick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's not. And that's what, that's what actually made me happier watching it. Because I chose it for, I wanted it for that because I'm like, one, the title also, come on, this is schlock at its schlockiest. But then it was none of it. It was something else. Yeah, the prestige. <laughs> the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world titties don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, they're gone. <laughs> this is a tooth. Not just a tooth. It's a shark tooth. Like this. But then, what happened to her? Yeah, there ain't no sharks in these woods. Yeah, not that we know of. How do you know there aren't one swimming in that stream over there? Last time I saw Jaws, they were limited to salt water. Plus, when she crawled in, she was bone dry. Those rats over there, they were made recently. Whatever killed Sarah, made them. Then these just two other guys show up. And one's a, a professor. They start calling him professor. And they're like, where's your car? And he goes, it was eaten by a prehistoric shack. Yeah. He just, he leans into that immediately, we knowing got, what it is. We got these prehistoric land shacks. Well, and then the movie realized, too, that they needed someone to pretend like they knew something. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had to fill in some of the blanks. So, so they bring so this it's guy. easier to get a yeah, fake geologist. Just have some guy wandering. He, for some reason, knows a lot about sharks and geology. And what he's just a, he's just a general professor it felt like a kid's movie or like, or like a kid's cartoon where it's like oh it's professor knowledge and there he, he just, is he just he just knows about a little bit of everything you know it's like bill nye we don't question what his no. degree's in hey, <laughs> he's just the science guy there's the smart guy he'll tell us what's yeah, going on he understands something in 2007 scientists discovered an ocean lying 1400 kilometers below eastern asia about the size of texas i would say the good old us of a has an underground ocean of its own Oceans are teeming with life, including predators like sharks. We might be facing a prehistoric monster we haven't seen in about 40 million years. A shockosaurus, 13 to 20 feet long, and a natural-born killing machine, both in water and on land. Crap on a cracker. So this is where my notes start falling off because I think I was just I was just in so this usually I, I start I stop writing notes when I get bored. This one I stopped writing notes because too much was happening and I couldn't keep up. I could I just could not write down every decision that was made and every baffling thing about it. I I honestly wish I had had bought this movie instead of rented it cuz it's not on Prime. I'm sorry. You have to rent it. I think worth the rent in my opinion. 299? It's not too bad. I think worth the rent and honestly, we might have to do a commentary for it cuz it it's it's something. 
I would rewatch this one. It's a it's a horrible movie. It's terrible. Don't waste your time if you don't like bad movies. This one actually I would watch again. I would enjoy it a lot more watching it with you. Yeah, this thing. This is one I would love to show other friends. I guess yeah. is what the thing is. I would love to watch with pals having beers. It would be a fun. This is a good bad movie night movie. I think. We're growing a nice little list. We're creating it. We're uh, we're cultivating Santa a little... Jaws would be a really fun one. Santa Jaws is the great. Nest is a good one to watch with bros. That's it. That'd be a good little yeah. Yeah, or... we watched that one together and we had a good time. Um. So now. They decide because the sharks are are now circling the house. Yes, and they've 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 destroyed the van's tires. Yes, they act. Yes, they on purpose slash the tires. But then they realize that behind the cabin in the distance is is a cavern that goes into caves, and they're like, "Oh, we should get there." And it's like, "Why? They're in the ground." Because they don't say till later, till they're running there, that the professor goes like, eh, "It's hard stone. They probably can't get through it." And it's like, what <laughs> even gives you that idea? Probably. Yeah, but he's like, "Well, let's just go there." And so they do. So they have to. They have to. Which this this plan is. I love this plan. It's so yeah, okay. I love this plan. Go ahead. Because they decide then, like like sharks are attracted to blood, right? And like, yeah, cool. So the first thing they do is then they they grab extra clothes. And pillows. <laughs> and they make a dummy. They make a human dummy with, with, with jeans and a button-up shirt. And then they just slather it in blood. And then they empty a bunch of bullets into a Ziploc baggie and put it in the front. And so they throw it out there. And then the plan is to then shoot the bag of gunpowder, which would do nothing in actuality, I believe. I don't think anything would happen. No, I think it would just kind of like... Like fire if, up, and I don't think it would explode. If if even you get enough heat on contact, that you might get some sparks. Which I don't think. Yeah, like you said, shooting it would not do anything. Shooting it would do, you would just go. Poof, it would go right just, through the bag. Exactly. But even if you somehow perfectly hit it where it there would, was enough heat, it would just like you'd you'd get you'd get a fun little sparkler. Yeah, you'd, you'd exactly. get a, you'd get a Roman candle at best. <laughs> Um, and then the best part of this plan is everyone stands out front and watches it. Everyone stands right there, waiting for it to happen. The sharks, for some reason because of maybe, I guess, plot armor, uh, the sharks can never seem to actually attack the land uh, directly in front of the house. <laughs> they can consume entire cars and level them and spear them into non-existence. Um, but those that one step that the, is sitting the, on the ground... The wooden steps are... It's it's very... Uh, the floor is lava rules. Yeah. It's very much that. Just like, well, it can't get us because I'm here. It's like, well, no, if it, if it can clobber a car... It can definitely fuck yeah. up these steps. We've seen it breach pretty far out to, to take out the Jeep in the beginning. Yeah. And later in the movie, too, we see it breach. Yeah. Inland. So I don't know why the steps are... This is like another thing where, like, like Jaws, after the first kills, then it starts showing its power of it, like, tearing off the dock and stuff like that. Which was good, because it let you know, like, how strong this fucker really is. This movie, though, bold, goes the opposite direction. This would be like if in Jaws, uh, the movie started with the shark sinking a boat, and then after that, it, I don't know, just kind of got caught in a net and drowned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would it'd be a real uh, inversion of that. But yeah, so then they run to the cavern. Someone falls over. Who the f- oh, the professor falls professor over. falls over. Just falls over, hurts his leg. Re- refuses to get up. J- just won't. Just won't get up. He's got two people trying to pull him up. They're trying to pull him up, and the sharks are coming at Well, first you see the sharks just uh, circling in the distance for a good long while. Then decide, like, oh, now I'm going to swim at you. Because it wasn't even coming for him, and then John got in front of me and goes, no, over here, over here. 
and the shark starts charging at him. Here's the thing, though. He's doing it right in front of the professor. The point of that is to go, follow me, and then run away and yes. sacrifice yourself. Instead, he's just drawing them towards the people. And Zay just stands there, and everyone just patiently waits and watches until he's eaten by a shark. Then the professor decides to get up and, like, ah, I guess we'll get in the cave. Well, my favorite, too, is the professor. He's like, no, no, I, I think I sprained it. Yeah. He sprained it. Sprained it. Yes. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Um, Which he shows us because then he gets up and walks gets up and on his own. Walks. I think he's he's got uh, a limp. A gimp. He's, he's got a limp for a shot. And then, <laughs> and then they go in the caves. And then, uh, surprise, surprise! It's the cave system that we saw the other guy die in because we had a weekend to shoot there. <laughs> they let us do it for a whole weekend, you guys. So now, in this point of the movie, there's a lot of cave walking. There's a good chunk of time where it is cutting back and forth between cave walking and Tracy Lords and her partner doing nothing. They they get attacked by the shark because they they do find the oh, van. Oh yeah, they find the van with the pop tires. Yeah, well yeah, because they show up to the cabin later, and listen, the front driveway, no holes from the sharks or the giant explosion, and then they see a burning thing in the yard, and they both look at it and they get back in. And he goes, I don't know, it looks like a burning dummy. dummy yeah. And Tracy Lord's like, that's what I see too. And I'm like, how? How could you even? I can barely see that, and I have a closer <laughs> look I, at it, and I know what it is. Yeah, right. I've been watching the movie. I know what it is. What does the shark? It comes, it hits the front, remember? Then they back away and then they run off. Yeah, then they just leave. They just leave, yeah. And there's no shark. Yeah, then they just go. Um, and then they're just driving. Like, well, they then serve they, then no purpose. In then this they're movie. on the. No, there's no reason for them. Then they're on their iPad. And she's like, bring up the geological layout, yeah, yeah. which it's just Google Maps. It's just Google Maps. And it's, just, it's uh, yeah, just on his iPad. But he's then looking through and he's like, there's a cavern system right behind the cabin. And she's like, find where it comes out. And it's like, I hate this. I hate when movies are being like, listen, the audience knows this, so therefore the characters do. It's like, no, they don't. Pull up the geological schematics on the fancy gadget ears. You mean the iPad? Whatever. See if there's any place they could have escaped to, given the chance. Uh, according to this, there is a cave entrance about 200 yards from the back of the cabin. Mm -hmm. That's it, then. What's it? They threw the dummy to the wolf and they made a run for it. Well, assuming they made it, where do you think they went? If it were me, I'd use that cave to get the heck out of the area as quick as I could. I mean, not only to have us hunting them, they've got that creature hunting them, too. Oh, oh that was my best one yet. Sounds there. So that's good. A, that's a good one, Dan. You're back. Oh, come on. Give me another yeah see bottles feel good a lot of them though are in cans this year most of the ones we're trying are seem to be in cans that's the trend mm -hmm. yeah where were we at they're in the caves now they're in the caves and uh we're they're just cave trying, walking. they're trying to find their way professor sucks his finger throws it in the air can feel the wind <laughs> it's true he does lick it and he's like yeah this way well, they just find a, a, a raft and some stuff and they're like uh what'd they say it was like Miners used to come down here, and then they just—they all just quit and left their stuff. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> That's not what miners would do, or whatever. <laughs> well, we don't need this inf inflatable raft anymore yeah. for our mining. It wouldn't be one guy with a with a raft in these caves that clearly have ladders going to them too. So it's like these are these are tourist caves. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because uh, oh, what the fuck happens next? Professor oh, gets mauled. That's right. They decide to go oh. get because there, there's a, a they find a way out. They find a hole out, which then also just leads them back to the ground and the swamp. Like, it gets them nowhere. Now they've just... No, and I'm pretty sure that cave is the exact same one they went into. 
It looks like it, yeah. Right. No, it's like a video game. They just fast traveled to the same murder zone is yeah. all they've done. But there's a, there's water there, and they're like, so you're saying the, the, the goddamn land sharks could be in the water waiting for us? And the professor's like, that's uh, highly probable or whatever. He kept, he kept saying that's uh, a distinct possibility. That's a distinct yeah. possibility because <laughs> he just kept saying it. And then they just go, they're like, well, let's go get that raft. So they go back. And also, like, it's a little flimsy raft. I'm like, again, we know these sharks burrow through the ground, which now you're under. And they destroy cars. So a little raft isn't going to help you. And then as they're standing there ga- grabbing it, a shark comes from I'm not sure where. It's <laughs> just Samuel L. Jackson's him. Absolutely. Uh, he's deep blue sea. He's like making a speech. I, I, that's my first thing, too, is it seemed like a, a mirror to that scene. But also, there was there didn't seem to be any water near them. No, not even really any. They like, didn't establish any. That would make sense. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason in the caves, they can't burrow in the ground. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand at all. So the professor's just dead now. <laughs> yeah. Just because the movie decided well, it and was then, done with him. Uh, Peaches and Beans girl starts crying again. Oh, yeah. We've kind of left her in the lurch. Uh, she she had a whole... She's she's the emotional wreck of she, the group. Yeah, she immediately fell in love. She immediately falls in love with John the second she meets him. And then um, and has, uh, has this speech oh, yeah. about her ability abusive boyfriend and this other stuff and it comes out of nowhere and it just it just feels weird one because it, it just halts the movie just grinds it to a halt and also she cannot deliver the speech and she's like looking off not looking at john at all it looked like she was almost reading a cue card or i was worried she couldn't look at him because she's like his his face is so vacant he's giving me nothing <laughs> i have to look away to deliver these lines and then she's just a, an emotional wreck then john well, gets killed and keep on the amount of time in this conversation we talked about John, that's the amount of time he's in the movie. Yeah. The amount of time he exists Maybe as a person. eight minutes, I want to say, if that. That's, no, that's generous. Six minutes. He technically exists in eight minutes of the movie. I'd say he's on screen for two? <laughs> like, yeah. He's just there. But you were saying Shannon, so she started crying again. Yeah, because the professor dies and she just she loses dies. it. She just, loses it there. She's just not okay. She melts She's down, not yeah. doing okay. Which, again, she didn't know him either. You, you don't know these yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And then, so, uh, Carl gets in the comically small raft uh, and s- splashes his way across, which would just attract so many sharks if there's sharks yeah. there. Because um, they have an oar, too. They found an oar. They have an oar. And what I love, too, is it's very clearly, like, th- all those scenes when they're they're rafting, they're only lit by a spotlight because it's very clear, like, that is some water in that cave, but it's not lit because tourists don't go there. Yeah. And you can see the way they have to jump onto the water very awkwardly. They have to really jump into it and kind of just jostle their way going. So that's like the actors doing this stunt in this water, which probably isn't that deep. But then it's all lit by one spotlight. It's very clear like, oh, this cavern here has water. We don't take tourists there for obvious reasons. Uh, so you guys can do it. Um, just, you know, Because they're all, they're all shot at the exact same angle. And it looks like it's hard to tell where they're coming from. It's very clearly like, oh, we just had to get the the raft into the water, <laughs> film what we could of them <laughs> rowing. Then we'll, then we'll do a shot of them coming in that looks just as bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Carl gets across, and then Shannon and Michelle get across. And, oh, and at this point, we lost, too... We, the, you oh. forgot one little point. Maybe you were just about to bring it up. But uh, Carl leaves his rifle yes, leaning he leaves against his, the wall. For, he leaves his machine gun there. And we, we kind of forgot to mention, too, that he's kind of holding... Um, Oh, he, honey! The, him and Michelle kind of took over. Yeah, Honey and his girlfriend, he's, they're kind of like, because they found the gun, so they're like, oh, you're going back to jail, come on with us. And then immediately yeah. gives them guns. 
after he says that. Yes. And it's kind of like, we're going to work together. And, but it's like, like we're in charge now. Yeah. We're going to, you know, so yeah. this, this attempt is done. Carl says, if anyone's going to, if the only person that's going to shoot anybody is me. Yeah. And it's like, okay. You know what I noticed as well? That, that cave scene then too, mm-hmm. uh, the honey's girlfriend turns the gun on Carl. Yes. And he's like, you think I'm stupid enough to give you bullets? Just takes it from her. It's kind of a tremor scene like with uh, Bert. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. No, it's it's. I, I noticed that with this movie, it's kind of ripping off Tremors more than Jaws, which is interesting from a shark movie because usually we're always talking about how they're ripping off Jaws. Yeah. This movie does kind of rip off Tremors more. Right. Because even with the Tremors like destroying the car, like like oh they knew to disable the vehicles. Yeah. They're learning. And then they 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 go to the rocks. Yeah. The cave. If you will. Oh fuck! I just remembered something. When they're in the cave, too, they just start hearing whale calls. Like like whale, like sonar, like... Which never happened. We even heard the sharks hiss at the beginning of the movie. And the presser goes, they've probably learned to speak to each other and communicate like whales. Wow. Wow. It's a lot to unpack in this it's movie. It's a lot to unpack. And it, that part was unnecessary, too. It was just so they could hear them and be threatened, even though they didn't want to put a shark yeah, in the sea. None of that, none, they don't communicate throughout the rest of the movie. Because when I first heard it, when I first heard the whale noise, my first thought was like, oh, the ground opened up so other prehistoric creatures are coming out. I gave the movie too much credit. Yeah, you did. And so I'm like, oh, there's going to be this moment where they might... They like might, a whale will attack the shark. No, 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 not even okay. that. They're going to just... It's going to be... It's like a moment where they just appreciate the beauty of a prehistoric whale before the final leg of their journey. It was kind of... Spoiler alert for a video game I love. It's kind of like the giraffe in The Last of Us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, hey, let's take a moment, take stock before shit gets real grim again. Jurassic Park when they're up in the the brontosaurus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be kind of like that yeah. too. Of just like, oh, you know what? In you know, okay, all right. Things are scary, but like, nature's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it, it just gave me that thought for a second. Um, but no, way dumber. The sharks talk like whales now. <laughs> Whatever. Creatures that speak to each other like whales. Crap on a cracker. So then, well, and in this moment too, Honey. Honey is now, like, she's now friends with Carl. She's, even though she's the initial hostage taker. She's come to respect him. Yeah. And she believes that he'll get them through. Yeah, and it's like, she's just sound survival now. But now Anita starts weirdly turning villainous, which she wasn't the whole time. No, she was just kind of following honey's lead and, and like kind of a little bit against it even and was kind of being a dope and like now suddenly she's like i'm gonna do something to get us out of this and then you see she hides carl's rifle behind her and then her and honey get in the raft and then i fuck it this is my favorite scene maybe in movie history as they're coming across the water and then she slow-mo stands up with the machine gun and before she starts going she just goes <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she just goes Woo! Woo! <laughs> this is another moment I rewound a couple times because before she starts she just goes Woo! and then it cuts to a close up shot and clearly they caught her doing it again so just again she's yeah. just going Woo! Just go 
starts firing the machine gun and shoots Shannon and kills her. And then clearly the kickback from the gun is too much. It overturns the entire raft. And then you see water splash. And all the characters are like, oh, no, the sharks got her. Because you're like shark noise or whatever. And that was another thing, too. I'm like, oh, we didn't even get any blood in that one. Like, the, it's just yeah. water. And then, oh, those two characters oh, are they're, gone they're now. They're gone now, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, just her standing. And also, wait till you get across. That was my thought, too. Wait till you get across there. Then, if you want to kill Carl, kill him. But don't, don't halfway across the water. Don't shoot in your tiny, tiny raft. In your tiny raft. Inflatable tiny raft. What? Don't do <laughs> that first. Don't do that first. Yeah. Don't let him know. If you want to surprise somebody, <laughs> just shoot with gunshots. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's how like you can hear that in the, in the in the Subruder film for the JFK assassination. <laughs> yep. You hear from the grassy knoll, what? so you know the shot came from there. That's why there's a conspiracy theory. Oh, I've heard many assassinations started with a woo. Oh yeah, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ran up to his car, just went, <laughs> shot him. Started World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone keeps keeps saying that John Wilkes Booth said six semper tyrannis when he killed Abraham. Like, in actuality, he just went. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> Here's my favorite part of the movie: is the end, and not just because it's the end, but because of what it leaves hanging. Uh, well, and it just contradicts and makes no sense. Because Carl and Michelle didn't get out. And now, again, they're just on ground in the swamp where they started. So this is clearly still dangerous. And the professor at one point said, too, like, we better get going because, you know, sharks swarm and feed a couple times a year in thousands. So he's implying that thousands of sharks might show up. Because when we think there's only one for a while, and some there's like three. They said six. And yeah, they, like, they just started having more and more sharks around. So now they get out. And then Michelle's like, so now what? And Carl's like, well, it's too bad I'm the only survivor. And has this whole speech about how, like, oh, that that uh, the one I feel worse for is Michelle. Like, doing this thing of, like, she gets to just escape, right? When. Yes. Do you have the same thought? Absolutely. Don't do that. Just when you get the cops, be like, oh, uh, this prisoner actually helped me take control back she assisted me in yes. thwarting this she helped me survive let's cancel out her six months yeah let's let's give her some uh, some credit with the parole board and so she'll well, definitely get out earlier yeah. instead of now because then oh, if everyone thinks they're dead they're gonna go to her family to inform them and find her like oh you fleed 10 years and then <laughs> carl's gonna lose his job too because he assisted in a prisoner escape i know and go to prisoner pr go to prison himself well that's what i made a note of i'm like well not only do you have a witness he's a prison guard you have a, a credible witness that he, you he had even told her earlier he's like i'll put in my word like he did when, when she helped with the guns she's like he's like i'll help you i'll give put in a good word with you and maybe you get you out even sooner. And she's like, great. I'm like, do that. Still do that. Do that now. Not to mention, why are you running through the swamp by yourself? Yeah, it's more suspect now that you're by yourself. Like, say, like, oh, she she actually helped me escape. We're the only two survivors. Uh, you know, go go to the the parole board. Talk to the warden who you, you, you talked to on the cell phone earlier. You guys clearly are on speaking terms. Like, well, and also, we just, I guess we're just done with sharks. Yeah, and then uh, just Tracy Lords. And then to wrap the movie up. Like, they just happened to show up 
And he's like, like you're the only survivor? And he's like, yup. And then he's like, yeah, we got land sharks we got to deal with. Or whatever. And then the movie's just over. And then we just see a sign that says... That says Sharkinsaw. Sharkinsaw. It's, got, it's got blood, SH, written on it. So like the movie just implies, like, I guess Arkansas has got a land shark problem now. <laughs> that's unstoppable. That can go on both land and water. I don't know. Like that sequel sounds really interesting. Think of this now, like a like a dystopian Arkansas. Now, <laughs> it's it's a couple years later. All right, it's been overrun by land sharks because this movie's ridiculous. They put up walls, so it's just bro. Arkansas. Red, red my mind. Walls yes. around. It's Army of the Dead, but land sharks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you read my fucking mind. Zach Snyder, get on this. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I would have enjoyed Army of the Dead even more if it had uh, land sharks in it. It's a bad movie, but I enjoyed Army of the Dead for how bad it was. Make them sharks? I like it even more. <laughs> I don't even feel like we cracked the surface on truly discussing this movie. That's what's so wild about it. I, no, I think a commentary would be a very this is one thing I think, for us to do. Th- this one, I, I like. it's now in that little bit. It's like a Santa Jaws for me. Like It was a- very apt of you to point out. This is when I'm like, yeah, I could watch this again. And just to just to pick apart the why. The why is this happening? The the who, the where. This is one I'd say watch it. The, yeah, this is a weird one I recommend. It's yeah. so it's so bafflingly bad. And even our descriptions, which I know we're all over the place, so you're gonna get a whole different experience from it anyway. Grab a six pack. Yeah. This if you're gonna watch it now. Grab a six pack yeah. of Oktoberfest. Because I'm gonna rarely I rarely suggest like any sci-fi original type shit. This one though is so kind of like it's not even doing what it is pretending like it's gonna do. <laughs> it would just be like a, a horror. No, it's skin disguised flick. as yeah, like a skin flick. And but it then, doesn't even do any of it. And it's no. I don't know. It makes and it then kind it just, of it baffles you with their decisions. The badness is quaint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, you didn't even know how to make an exploitation movie. <laughs> You didn't even know. You 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 put in two characters that don't matter. Yeah, at least have them in the bikinis the whole time. That's I, I know. I think that whole plot with the cops existed. One, I think. I think the, it's just to get Tracy Lords involved. It was, it was just to, to have a, to put a name in a quote unquote name. Yeah, because Tracy Lords is not a name in B movie stuff though. She's kind of a name, kind of like uh, like same with like you know De- Debbie Gibson and like Tiffany. Yeah, you know they're they're in those that shit too. You they're know, they're in that, that echelon kind of, of uh, yeah. Of B movie stars, yeah, ish, right? You know who are kind of in that stuff, and, and even that B movie stars used to actually mean a career, you know, at, at, a, at some point in time. I mean, Bruce Campbell was a B movie star, you know what I mean? Oh, and, absolutely, and he. But B movies don't hold the same weight that they used to. No, even though now, like, I think it's because now, like, everything's a B movie. If it's not, if it's not a massive, if it's not a Chris Nolan or a Marvel movie. Kind of a B movie. Well, I think too, like <laughs> streaming kind of changed things. Th- that's what I mean. It's like there's so much out there now. It's, I don't even know what is a B movie, what's an A movie. Yeah. Even the movies that do well on Netflix are always kind of a surprise. Because the B movies used to be like you'd have to go to the video store. Mm-hmm. And they'd, video still, store, they'd late... still be in the new release, but you'd see them and you'd be like, yes. all right. Yes. Um, they were straight to video and stuff. Now everything's straight to video. Yeah. There's only. Technic- s- technically it is. And even, and even now, too, you have movies that are big movies that are in theaters. They're also on video, whether yeah. they're on HBO Max or you can rent them early on Amazon. And just the options that are now available are just yeah. 
and, and limitless. They, and they fucking put Coke in plastic bottles and aluminum cans now. I just realized we were sounding like crazy old people, but we kind of. <laughs> but we weren't ranting about it. It's like it's just how the industry's changed. It's just like yeah. that that whole that whole I don't know tier has changed a little bit. Like Eric Roberts was a good B movie star for a while. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Now and like I don't know. It's weird because now you have like. Almost like Bruce Willis is turning into a B movie star, but they're dude, not. he has been one for a minute. But here's the weird thing, though: those movies I wouldn't even consider B movies because no one watches them. They're just red box movies. You know what I mean? They're just like fillers. They're fillers on an app. People are more likely to watch C or D tier shit like this. That's just on the internet. That has a ridiculous title and a ridiculous premise. And is just, you know, well, this is under shark movies or whatever. Right. Then whatever the movies that you see have like fucking Bruce Willis and Morgan Freeman in them. And you're just like, and it's a Redbox movie. And you're like, what even is this? And it's almost like those are now the B movies. And like this level of C now almost, I guess we'll call it. Right. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's it. Yeah, that's all broken up now. You know who I'd say though today though is a legit B movie star? I think his stardom exists in B movies. He's been in some A tier. That's what makes a good B movie. They've done a couple of A movies. Well, they always have to start strong. Yes. And then it just they didn't got, quite they, work they, out. They got to be in a couple of A movies, but they star in B movies. Frank Grillo. Yes. Oh, he, 100%. That is, that is a B movie star. And he sneaks in and out. He sneaks in and out because he was in Marvel. He did yes. a couple Marvel flicks. Warrior. He did Warrior. He's been in some stuff, but then he's... He's mostly like you know. Then he starred in a, a couple of the but purge I think movies. He just also really likes to work, so the, he's like, I, I'm yeah, in. I'm in exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, th- this one should probably be over, huh? Yep. I think we did it. I think this is a, a strong, confusing start to week two. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did a weird food tasting in the middle of it again. Did not want to eat beans and fruit, but uh, you know, listen, I like to please my woman. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'll never do it again. Oh, never that. The the Hormel chili and the pears were that was legitimately it was bad. egregious that was legitimately bad beans peaches and beans whatever whatever that's just kind of it tasted like nothing kind of to me weirdly yeah the two flavors canceled out but yeah chili and pears don't do it, it does not go together warm pears in general I didn't yeah I would never warm your pears. <laughs> Just like my grandpa always used to say, never warm your pants. <laughs> it's a classic saying. Oh, my God. Speaking of folksy sayings, uh, I forgot that uh, the phrase crap on a cracker is said like seven times in this movie. Yeah, all by Honey, too. She will not but, stop but saying But not just it. her. Anita says it, too, at a point. Oh, did she? It It just becomes this. But it's like halfway through the movie, some of them just starts, ah, crap on a cracker. And then, because uh, then that was a point too, where Jess just goes, "Who was this made for?" Because then some of the weird like things they say feel like grown, like 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 curses in front of kids. No, there was no demographic attached yeah. to this movie. And I described it. I said, "I'm like this is like if you had to make a a, a, a porno for a church group, because <laughs> like, it's like it's it's weirdly chased. All like there's some cursing, but then it all turns into like crap on a cracker." And and some there's some other folksy yeah a lot of alternative like yeah. to cussing yeah and, and also like old timey shit clearly from the the writer director being seventy, uh, but yeah weirdly crap on a cracker gets said a lot annoyingly much a little so, too much yeah. to the point to where after the movie's over, the characters are done, 
And then suddenly it shows Honey climbing out of the water from her, what you thought was her death scene. And then she looks directly into camera and goes, crap on a cracker. Then it cuts the credits. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? Anyway, I've changed my mind. This movie's a masterpiece. Never would you watch it. Uh, the only thing it was missing was Nicolas Cage. Some Nick Cage would have been all right. Speaking of the transition to the B movie, dude, I don't. That guy's career though, I can't even. <laughs> I I can't even can't quantify, quantify that yet because he's like he's like sometimes it seems like he's pure B, but then like you start hearing again like I want to see that new movie Pig he did because I, I saw hearing, the trailer. He looked. The thing is, I yeah. keep hearing the movie's great and he's really good in it. It's not what people think it is. Everyone's thinking it's some sort of revenge thriller, and it's not. They're just selling it like that because it's got Nick Cage in it. It's so weird that when he wants to act, he will. You just need someone who can wrangle him properly, I think, and that's hard that to find. Because be. especially, too, everyone who hires him now, they just want... They I, want the, the B-movie Nick They Cage. want a crazy Nick Cage guy. So, like, let's get Nick Cage just so he can be weird and eccentric, and then I can say I made a movie with Nick Cage. Um... Arkansas Women's Prison Massacre. Uh, I, I think I speak for both of us when I say it's the best movie we've ever seen. Uh, and you should go watch it. It's great. Three Floyds Munster Fest. If you can get it, get it. It's pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, it was a really good Oktoberfest. It's not hitting me wrong. No. Flavorful. It's I really light. enjoyed it's, it. It's not too It's not too heavy. No. It was went down pretty, really pretty crunchy. Um, it's a little crunchy. A little softer, but then on it, the teeth, like, but it flows a wave over your tongue with yes, the maltiness. Yes, it's got it's, and it, I feel no heaviness at all while get, while still getting the Oktoberfest flavor. There's like no density to it. Yeah, they did a really good, good job with that. They, I don't know how they folded that in, but they balance this really nicely. Kudos, so shout out kudos. to to Three Floyds. Um, well, that that's gonna do it for this episode of Sharktoberfest for Dustin Pixley. I'm Logan Nielsen, and as always. Scheiß auf einen Cracker. Okay, bye. Bye.